Hey there, this is Elena Becker from the Puget Sound Podcast, welcoming you to our spring 2021 mini-series, Remake the World. When a student is admitted to college, any college, their admission letter often comes with a little welcome gift. Think a sticker, a pennant, maybe a branded water bottle. That's what we've done at Puget Sound in the past. But this year, we're doing it differently. We've partnered with five South Sound nonprofits, Citizens for a Healthy Bay, Rebuilding Hope, Tacoma Community House, the Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound, and Nourish Pierce County. And in lieu of an admission gift, we're donating to these organizations on behalf of each student admitted to Puget Sound. Each admitted student gets to direct their donation. So to help you choose, the Puget Sound Podcast is launching a five-episode mini-series to provide a more in-depth introduction to each of our nonprofit partners. If you're an admitted student, welcome aboard. And remember, after you've listened and learned, you can go to pugetsound.edu remake to choose the organization you'd like to support. With that, it's my pleasure to introduce you and all of our listeners to Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound. Before we get started, a quick note. The Boys and Girls Club is a national organization, and because I knew their name, I made the mistake of thinking that meant I knew their work. As I should have known, each regional and local chapter is doing incredible work tailored to the needs of the specific communities they serve. I learned so much in my conversations with the people you'll meet today. I think you will too. I am Darren Zemanek, and I am a Senior Vice President and Director of a group called Loan Review for Columbia State Bank. I am a 1986 graduate of the University of Puget Sound with a degree in business administration and emphasis in accounting. My connection to the Boys and Girls Club started back when I was about 10 years old as a club member. I attended the Eastside Club in Tacoma um, way back in the days, and that would have been in the uh, very early 70s. I took a place on the board 17 years ago and have remained actively engaged ever since. The Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound has nine different sites spread out across three counties. Pierce County, where Tacoma is, and also Mason and Kitsap counties, which kind of wrap around the Puget Sound, out onto the Olympic Peninsula. This means that each one of the club's local and regional leaders can be nimble in partnering with civic organizations or with parks departments or with school districts to figure out what the kids in that specific community need. To give you a perfect example of this, in the early aughts, the Eastside Club that Darren grew up attending had to close. The building was getting too old and the maintenance was getting too expensive, and they set up a program to bus kids to another site, but they knew it had left a hole, and they got creative. In 2018, Metro Parks in the city of Tacoma opened a new community center on the east side, and they partnered with the Boys and Girls Club to create a dedicated space to reopen the East Side Club. Young people at the East Side Boys and Girls Club now have access to a recording studio and to a swimming pool. They can learn to cook in the commercial training kitchen. The community center and the club space is the product of an enormously hands-on, grassroots community effort. The main thing we're doing, obviously, is we're working with young people within our community. And, you know, our, our stated mission is 
We want to enable all young people, especially those who need us most, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. Sounds like a lot, but what it really is telling me as a board member is we want to provide resources and access to help each child reach their full potential. It really is a holistic approach to helping children be their best. I never thought of it as a kid back in the day this way, but looking back on my childhood and the things, trials and tribulations of family and all that, it was very much a safe space for me to go, to be around other adults, kids, feel like you know I was somewhat insulated from some of the challenges at home. And from that aspect, you know, looking back now as an adult, I realized that was probably a great thing in my life at that time. And, and knowing some of the communities and families we serve today, I know we're providing that same kind of um, resource to those kids and families who need a place where they can send a child for, you know, not just a, a safety aspect, it's a social engagement, it's a healthy lifestyles, it's help with your homework. Just to give you a little taste of what it may be like pre-COVID, let's say you're in fourth grade, you come into club, you get off the bus, staff are there to greet you. Hey, what's up, man? How was your day? They usually come in, they get a snack, they get some time to kind of decompress, and then we will start moving them through various programs. This is Christy Garner. Christy is the Director of Operations for the Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound. She started working with the Boys and Girls Club almost 11 years ago as a part-time team coordinator at the North Mason Teen Center in Belfair, in North Mason County. Today, as Director of Operations, she is responsible for anything having to do with day-to-day operations at all nine of their sites. We have three impact areas that all of our programs and intentionality kind of flow through, and that's academic success, healthy lifestyles, and good character and leadership. And so one of the components that we uh, provide is homework help. Every day there's an opportunity for kids to engage and have a space for our staff to help with some tutoring. Um, If they're kids who don't have that homework or do have homework but don't want to really do that, We have other programs like arts programs, sports programs. Usually you walk into one of our clubs. It's vibrant. There's kids everywhere. They're they're having fun from playing basketball, doing an art project to leading a community service project. We have a program that's called Junior Staff, and that's where kids can like literally apply to have a job in the club. And they like shadow one of our staff. And one of our clubs, we had a team who I think was 14 at the time. She had gotten hired to be the office assistant to our administrative assistant, and they had some filing for them to do, and they couldn't make it one day. So they themselves called into the club and said, hello, this is Natalie. I just want to let you know that I had a dentist appointment that I forgot about today, so I'm not going to be able to make it into my filing job, but I will be reporting tomorrow, and I'll make sure I clock in when I get there. So just really teaching the skill the real life skill of what it means to have a commitment and a responsibility and how to show up for something that you've been given that opportunity to do. What Natalie is learning is something sociologists would call cultural capital, the academic term for knowing the quote-unquote unwritten rules of a space or a group or a job. It's kind of tied up with code switching. Like, 
how do you know what's normal in one community and out of place in another? How do you know what's just kind of an implied expectation? If nobody tells you you're supposed to call and tell your boss you can't make your shift, it's not actually that intuitive that you should pick up the phone. A lot of those things, those adult soft skills, are learned, which means they have to be taught. One of the things that is so impressive about what the Boys and Girls Club of South Puget Sound does is they're teaching the stuff in a way that's accessible. Learning how to have a job by actually having a job is a lot more impactful than, say, reading a book on it. There's accessibility in the fact that all these resources are in the same place, with the same staff, actually in your community. They're convenient, and so they get familiar. And they're also accessible in another crucial way. The one thing that probably is most important to me as a board member now, as a kid, you know, we were charged a $5 annual membership fee that got you into the club for the whole year, you know, 365 days a year. And we know the importance of our programs and our services and what we offer um, that we're trying to, you know, ensure each child has the tools necessary for their future success. We're not going to turn you away for lack of money. We have amazing, vibrant, smart, athletic, talented kids in all of our communities. But in a lot of those communities, those same kids that have so much potential also come from a lot of single parent homes raised by other family members, not their direct parents or guardians. Um, Low income neighborhoods, um, communities that are underserved in resources across the board. Some of our kids on both sides, some of our Tacoma kids, I've never been out across the Tacoma Narrows Bridge and vice versa, but we're really careful too. And because a lot of times when you think about kids from low income areas or rural areas, sometimes we've gotten the tendency to talk about what their challenges are first. And that's why I'm trying to really, and we're trying to really change our culture in reframing how we talk about them because they're amazing kids. And we want to talk about those strengths first and then, oh, by the way, hey, this kid over here who's killing it in school, who has a 3.5 GPA, oh, guess what? And he's in foster care and he has been bounced around the system. And this just speaks to the resilience of our kids. And so that's really what we try to do is bring the absolute best out of our kids and not highlight their situation, but highlight who they are and their potential as human beings and what they can give to back to their world. In 2002, the children's television host Fred Rogers gave the commencement speech at Dartmouth College. As at any college graduation, you know that some of those proud graduates have always known this day was in their future. And you also know that some of them wondered every morning for the past four years, five years, 22 years, if they would get there. In the course of the speech, Mr. Rogers gives the graduates what he calls an invisible gift, a silent minute for each graduate to think about the people who supported them to that day. Anyone who has ever graduated from a college, he says, or sustained a good work, has had at least one person, and often many, who believed in them. I'm going to ask all of us to take a moment right now and do the same. To think of the people who invested deeply in us, who made us feel safe and seen and known. Maybe you played sports or music 
and you knew you could go to practice for those two hours every day and settle into your zone. Maybe you're super close to your family. Maybe you went to your favorite teacher's classroom at lunch to talk to him about your life. Maybe you grew up going to the Boys and Girls Club, and that was the place where you knew you mattered. Well, I can tell you right now, as I've come to know the Boys and Girls Club really well and realizing the first thing is I always start with myself and why I choose to make this a career and why I choose to make it like here at the Boys and Girls Club is from someone who grew up in a very rural community um, as a person of color and checking a lot of boxes for that intersectionality piece. Uh, I never, I don't, I never had a place where I felt seen, heard, and valued for every unique quality that I bring to the table. And I knew, I committed my life. I knew since I was about sixteen years old that I wanted to be a part of making change. I wanted to be a part of creating brave, courageous spaces for kids where they can show up. And they are fully seen, recognized, and beyond just saying everyone's welcome here, we see you and you are celebrated here and you have a place here, regardless of your skin color, your sexual orientation, your gender identity, your religious beliefs, where none of that matters, not because those things aren't important, but because they are parts of who you are. And if that's a part of who you are, that's important to us, too. Because you, it's not just about this transactional, okay, we want you to be a successful human. No, it's about the transformation of hearts and minds. And where kids need, we have to show up for our kids. I know what it feels like. And out of that space of empathy, I think as human beings, we can connect to the feelings of disappointment, rejection, you know, feelings of not being honored for who we are. and. I think it's incredibly important because if kids don't feel that, if they feel like they have to edit portions of who they are to show up in whatever spaces that they're in, then that's a detriment to their survival as human beings. And that's the core. And everything we do at the Boys and Girls Club is all about the intentionality of making connections for our kids to train professional adults and mentors that they can connect back to. The Center on the Developing Child at Harvard has a lengthy guide on their website about toxic stress, the kind of prolonged stress response that occurs when a child experiences strong, frequent, or prolonged adversity without adequate adult support. The guide is detailed and moving and well worth your time to read. But the final section, about preventing and addressing toxic stress, has a really interesting focus. It highlights resilience or the ability to overcome serious hardship and move past adverse experiences. And the single most common factor for children who develop resilience? At least one stable and committed relationship with a parent, caregiver, or other adult. Something happened for me not that long ago where I was at a club and a kid walked in. I would say young adult age, and I couldn't place. So I was like, they look familiar. Like, wait a second. And then they said, they introduced themselves. I was like, do you remember? And I it all started flooding back. 
this particular young adult was one of our kids that had just a really tragic story with their family and some of the things that they had gone through. And they had been coming to the club for a while and then they, they, they stopped and I, and I couldn't get in touch with them. I was like, what's going on? And it wasn't until that day when they came into the club to like seek me out to tell me, they said, I just want you to know that you and the staff at the Boys and Girls Club are why I'm standing here today. The talks you guys gave me, the encouragement that you gave me, the resources that you gave me, of what got me through the hardest times of my life, because I knew that no matter what, whether I hadn't been to club for six months or six days, that you guys would be there for me. And they said, I want you to know, and please tell the rest of the staff, I'm about to graduate and I'm going to be entering the Air Force Academy and I have these plans for my future. And I am just so excited about that. And when I get on my feet more, I will be giving back to the Boys and Girls Club. So thank you for helping me through the hardest time of my life. We have to care about what kind of world we are leaving our kids and not just leaving them, but bringing them along to help inform what kind of world they want to live. My profound thanks to Christy and Darren, not just for joining me on the podcast, but for doing this work every day. And my thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Boys and Girls Clubs of South Puget Sound or get involved with their volunteer programs, go to bgcsps.org. If you're an admitted student, remember that you can go to pugetsound.edu remake to direct your donation and support this work. I also hope you'll join us for our other four episodes of Remake the World, highlighting Tacoma Community House, Nourish Pierce County, Citizens for a Healthy Bay, and Rebuilding Hope. You can subscribe to PS, the Puget Sound podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. The Puget Sound podcast is recorded and produced by Moonyard Studio. I'm Elena Becker. Thanks for listening.